0: Hey, Special Educators, I'm Jennifer from Positively Learning. Welcome to the Special Educators Resource Room. If you're like me, you're always looking for ways to save time and streamline your work. That's why this podcast was created, to give you the systems and solutions you need to get your time back. Tune in for tips, tricks, and tools that will help you manage your workload and make the most of your time. Whether you're brand new or experienced, All are welcome in the Special Educators resource room. Hey, Special Educators, it's Jennifer from Positively Learning. Welcome back. This is episode 43 titled, No Sub, No Problem. And you know what? That's a lie. It's a huge problem, but it was my reality and maybe it's yours too. At my school, we did not have substitutes for special education teachers or related service providers. We did have subs, for gen ed teachers, however, it didn't always happen. So we had to have plan B, maybe you're in the same boat. There's a lot of great information out there with sub binders for special education teachers. And I have a blog post too, that walks you through exactly how to prepare for a sub. I'll be sure to put a link in the show notes to this blog post. It walks you through the important information that you definitely want to leave for a sub, plus some extra add-ons if you feel like you've got it all together. I'm also going to circle back and share at the end of this episode how we handled subs for gen ed teachers at my school, because I thought this system worked really well. And it might be helpful for you if you get a sub as a special education teacher. For now, I wanna focus on what we did as special educators who did not have subs. Not sure if it was a school district or state decision, but at our school, we had to make up our service minutes that were missed. And we had a 10-day window. We had to make up the minutes within five days before or within five days after missing time with our students. And if for some reason we couldn't get those minutes in, we all pitched in as a special education team to help each other out. So now my main concern is what are my students going to do when I am not there? I worked with a caseload of very young students who had a wide range of strengths and areas of concern. My number one piece of advice to any special educator is to start preparing your students ahead of time before you miss any time with them. So at the time of recording this, we're winding down back to school. And you may notice that routines are starting to emerge. Your students are building muscle memory. You have been communicating expectations within these routines Routines and you've been very consistent. So, students now are starting to understand what's expected of them. Does that mean they're going to follow these without your guidance? Well, maybe yes, maybe no. But you can start preparing them. We all know how important routines are to both our students and ourselves, and how it can feel very difficult when these routines change. So, I would start having the conversation with students about changes in routines and what would happen. We don't have to like the changes but I communicate that we're going to be okay. Maybe you want to use a read aloud like Ms. Nelson is missing. Another idea is if you do refer to a visual schedule, you can talk about what would happen if the schedule was out of order. Again, we can acknowledge feelings like we don't have to like this, but you know what? We're all going to be okay. Sounds like a good social story to me. One of the reasons I think that my students really struggle with changes in routine is that they feel that loss of control. They're not sure what's going to happen next. So my role is to give them back that sense of control, but do that in a very appropriate way. And one way that we did this was to give my students ownership on what they could do when I'm not there. Here's what it looked like. At my school, we had a closet full of the old LLI curriculum, the intervention program, and they came with these canvas bags. So you could use a bag for each student. You could use a plastic food storage bag, a binder, a bin, whatever you want. But every student had their own. And I had them put inside this bag the activities that they wanted to do when I was not there. So what I would do, for example, for math is I would lay out some math manipulatives and I'd say, okay, choose the counter you wanna use. I also had many visuals like hundreds charts or process chart. My students could put those inside their bag. One important note is these were always duplicate items I did not choose them from our classroom to put in the bag because I didn't want my students to go back and forth and like where is it now but instead it was just a duplicate set if my students had a calm down resource that they really enjoyed it was an individual set of cards that they kind of flipped when they needed them I had a second set ready for them and they could put that in their bag then they could choose maybe a task box or two to put inside their bag or maybe it's printables, whatever is appropriate for your students. This could be a binder. They could keep this bag in the resource room and then if I was out there'd be directions that you know somebody can come in and get those bags and bring it into the Gen Ed classroom. I found that Gen Ed teachers really enjoyed having these activities prepared for students. However, I also found that they rarely had to use them because The day was okay. My students were involved in whatever the gen ed teacher was doing. They did not need these extra resources, but they were there. It was almost like a security blanket. More ideas. If you had a literacy reading intervention group that you met with every morning and you just knew that you were going to be missing three days in a row, I had my students pack reading resources. It could also be task boxes. It could be a mini individual sound chart, you know, a sound wall resource for them. It could be reading A to Z books or other decodable books where they get to choose the book's and put them in their bag. So by the end, the bags looked a little different from each other, but they all contained things that my students had a say in choosing. Whether it was printables, whether it was mini books, whether it was the manipulatives or visual charts, they all had their own bag. And I think that helped them feel that sense of control of what was going to happen with their school day when they didn't have those routines in place. Once these emergency subkits are prepared, you may want to consider some very simple role play scenarios. What would it look like to use these? Maybe even assigning roles. Is there a student that could pass them out when you are not there? And throughout this practice, you're always communicating that your students are resilient. They can do this. Another very important idea is to build in time to provide feedback maybe a class meeting after you return. How did it go? The good, the bad, everything in between. Students are most likely going to be sharing what didn't go well with other students and you can provide that feedback and acknowledge, well, that was not easy, but you did it. And now we're back and moving forward. So offering that feedback, keeping that communication open is so important. The feedback that I had received from gen ed teachers was positive. Most teachers were just very grateful that my students had something to do. For example, if they were working in reading intervention groups and had some type of rotation going on in the gen ed classroom, when it was time to do independent work, My students had their bags ready with appropriate work so there was no wasted academic time. They were very thankful. But you also just want to be very aware that you don't want to make anything disruptive. You don't want to have like a birthday party in a bag feeling where your students are just having the time of their lives and that could be disruptive in the inclusion classroom setting. So take that with a grain of salt. One other idea I want to share is what our Gen Ed teachers did when they had to prepare for subs. I love this idea. I think it also could be very helpful in the special education setting. At our school, we had six gen ed teachers per grade. And at the beginning of the school year, each teacher had to submit one day of lesson plans. So they had to print them out. Usually it was a done for you option they found online, like on TPT. They would print them out and make the copies. So it was a pretty big binder at the end, but the time commitment was very low, maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes to set up. We stored the six binders per grade level, and then if a sub was needed, we would grab one of the binders. Oftentimes, not all of the pages were used. So at the end of the day, if that was your binder, you would just take a quick inventory and refill it if necessary. So by the end of the school year, you might have done this two or three times because we had so many teachers per grade level. I thought this was such a good approach and a very low time commitment for educators. Some of these printables could even replace the hands-on activities I described earlier for the emergency sub-kit. During COVID, when we were all scrambling for activities for our students to do at home, I ended up creating an entire month's worth of lesson plans just like this, where you just have to hit print. I set them up in week-long lessons, so five days a week, and then I did five weeks. So you could truly just hit print, Put these in a binder and you've got a month's worth of lesson plans, which I hope you would never need, but just in case. So I have that link also in the blog post in the show notes. So you definitely want to check it out. If you have the big special education bundle, you already have access. These lesson plans are in there. Now I'd love to hear from you. As a special educator, do you get a sub and what types of activities do you plan for them? Or do you not have a sub and how is it handled? I can't wait to hear from you. And as always, thanks so much for listening to the Special Educators Resource Room. Catch you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in. And I'm dying to ask, what'd you think? Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. You can find the show notes and links for everything mentioned in this episode at PositivelyLearningBlog.com. See you next week for more special education solutions.